Welcome to Brand Saving the Planet. I'm Kelly Rogan, and this is the podcast where we talk to startup founders working to make this world a better place, to learn from their journey and help you grow your own impact startup. All right, Michelle, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I know you've been kind of in my in my circle for a long time now, so I'm excited to have this conversation. Michelle is the owner and creative director of Minty Made and the founder of Green Marketing Academy. So Michelle, can you kick us off and kind of give some insight into your background and your path that has led you to where you are now? Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. I've been looking forward to this as well. I spent my early career, I have a background in graphic design. That's what I went to school for and what I'm really passionate about. And I started out my career pretty quickly in corporate marketing, working for a company in the telecommunications space. And although they hired me as a marketing specialist, I was more of a director, like a one-person director, one-person team. So I did a lot of different things. I planned trade shows. I produced collateral. I made updates to the website. I was just, like I said, my own one-person marketing team. So I got a lot of exposure very quickly. And I continued in the corporate marketing environment for about five years after that, kind of just moving up the corporate ladder, as they say that you should do. And then I spent a short time in product management and then into sales because I thought, hey, people say this is great money. And I know the products by heart by now, and I'll just try this out and quickly realized and had that light bulb moment of, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? And uh, quickly just realized that sales was not my path and this industry was not my path. And something that I kept coming back to as I was attending these trade shows and earlier than that, planning these trade shows and producing all this collateral is there was one moment, I think it was my second trade show that I attended where I had spent eight months developing, you know, all these beautiful glossy graphics and new booth graphics and, you know, all the swag that you produce, like pens that you had to wait like three months of lead time for and tote bags and just all the stuff that comes with trade shows and conferences. And I remember standing near the exit of the conference hall and watching not like one or two people, but 10, 20, probably hundreds of people by the end of the day who appeared to be executives that were probably just traveling back home, take their entire tote bag of stuff that they had collected from the booths and just literally put it in the trash, not recycling, not like even like take anything that they might need out of it, just all in the trash. And that was my moment of gasp and thinking (laughs) we're at one trade show in one city, in one state, and just thinking about how much just this one event, how much waste it produced. And then I started thinking about all the time I had spent on the marketing collateral and all that. And I knew I wanted to start my own company someday. Fast forward to now, I've had my company for four years. I knew I wanted to dedicate a part of it to educating other businesses and especially marketing teams on how to shift their practices to be more sustainable, not only from 
a print side or like a tangible marketing side of things, but also there's a digital carbon footprint side that we'll get into as well. But mm -hmm. that's kind of where my journey has led me up till now. And it's been great. I really enjoy what we do and who we work with. Awesome. And I want to start off kind of in the basics for, for listeners who maybe, you know, they understand what marketing is, they understand what sustainability is, but kind of the marriage of those two themes, how would you define that sort of as opposed to just general basic marketing strategy? What are the key differences? It's really taking a look at how this all fits within a circular economy and how when you develop a graphic, a brochure, a business card, your website, what that end of life cycle looks like. What is, can it be repurposed in any way? So thinking beyond just that single use item, I mean, it sort of relates to how we look at single use plastics in the sustainability world. It's like, how can we repurpose this, have more longevity for it? And then also um, really taking a look at what's the intention behind it? Who's it going to reach? Is it a sustainable form of marketing? And I like to think that it's more of like a twofold. We see, especially on the branding side of businesses, that companies will rebrand themselves to be kind of like fitting the trend at the time. But to me, sustainable branding and a strategy there is how will this continue to reach our same audience, build that impactful audience over time. So that's kind of how I simplify it. But of course, there's so much more to it than that. And I didn't see a lot of brands doing this. I mean, your marketing agency does a great job of this as well. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still not the norm for all of the marketing agencies and studios out there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And what are some of the Kind of biggest misconceptions that you would see or misunderstandings of green marketing, um, you know, that companies coming to you might already have in their mind and you kind of have to do that educational piece. Yeah, definitely. The first misconception is that online or service-based business have a minimal impact because they're not producing a product or material. So they have less of a carbon footprint. Um, but we're all human. We can't escape producing waste, whether that is waste on the web. Um, it's a, there's a statistic that says like 82% of websites are actually not active. And there's just like web pages wow. floating out there. I'll, I'll get more into that later, but everyone has a role in limiting their carbon footprint, whether that's in the print space, digital, um, and even just the messaging that we share with our audiences so that we're not greenwashing them. I'm sure your audience is very familiar with that term. Mm -hmm. And um, another misconception is if I limit my print marketing, I may lose out on potential business. There's, I would say we're in the last like 20 years or so, we really have made the shift obviously to digital marketing, but there's still a lot of flyers and like single use um, marketing advertisements that I see going out there. So again, it goes back to like the whole trade show scenario. How can you digitize some of these uh, flyers or promotional materials so that they don't have a um, physical footprint or impact? Mm -hmm. And then another thing too with sustainable marketing is that it should deliver really fast results. 
Um, but as you know, and I know marketing, especially honing in on your niche, finding out where your target audience and your ideal clients are um, spending their time on these social media platforms or in certain locations or certain memberships, um, it all comes back to that. And I think you have, I was looking at your website a couple of weeks ago, that guide to um, basically like finding out where you can have the most impact in different channels. I think that's mm -hmm. a great, a great approach. Definitely. Yeah. I see that a lot that, you know, a lot of times you might have the best message and you just throw it out there and you're kind of waiting for, you know, what's going to happen, but you have to keep up with that consistency um, yeah. and sharing that out there in terms of your, um, you know, with the engagements that you have, and looking at, you know, I'm sure you look at the companies and kind of their carbon footprint and kind of doing, I assume you sort of have to get this onboarding where you're looking at all the different areas of their marketing. Where do you see, um, you know, the biggest attribution of their carbon footprint? Is it more digital? Is it more, you know, getting them off of, you know, all of that physical, tangible marketing? Where do you see kind of the biggest areas of impact um, when switching from traditional marketing to more of a green marketing approach? It really, I know everyone hates this answer. It depends on the business, of course, but I think where I see the biggest impact isn't in the result right away. It's just in the level of awareness that people don't have around this because even the way that more sustainable market marketing alternatives are advertised to us. It's like, oh, this is recycled paper when it's like the paper is 20% recycled and 80% virgin mm -hmm. fibers, or that's just one example. Um, but also just, oh, we plant a tree for every order. There's a lot of like tree planting scams out there. I'll be honest. Um, mm -hmm. so it's making sure that you educate, we educate these businesses on what to look for so that they're not being greenwashed when they're actually trying to do better with their marketing or have a greater impact or show and put on their website hey, these are all the things that we're actually doing to make a better impact because it's becoming, I want to say a mainstream expectation that you have something on your website that talks about the planet, but now it's not really acceptable anymore, at least in, you know, probably our world to see a website that just says we value sustainability and we are uh, working towards a brighter future. It's like, okay, but what are you actually doing beyond that. So detail and transparency is really an important piece. So I would say to sum it up, the awareness is the biggest piece that um, you see light bulbs going off. Like I had no idea that this, that we were doing this wrong. Like a lot of greenwashing is not intentional as I'm sure you're very mm -hmm. aware of. So yeah. yeah, that's what I would, how I would answer that. Yeah. And I even see in some of the, the comedians, it's starting to get into their, their sets, you know, Chris Rock just had a recent one and he talks about how Lululemon is like these expensive yoga pants and like on every storefront, they're like, we don't support hate, you know, and racism and all of this. They just say this claim, but like, where, what are you actually doing to back that up? And now to their defense, you know, I have, I haven't dug into it. So maybe they do have like you know, really well-developed, you know, web page describing every single, you know, real act that they do, you know, and not just saying yeah. a phrase out there. But in general, I think consumers and even like businesses are really getting more skeptical, you know, when these big phrases are thrown out there, it's like, okay, but how do you back this up? 
yeah. you know, some real data. Um, so looking into, you know, maybe from the education side with the work that you're doing at the academy or, you know, with Minty Made, what would you describe kind of your typical process in getting started with a new client? You know, maybe what are some of the common challenges that you see different clients face across the board? Yeah, I would say our process varies from the studio side, but they're all really tied in to be one in the same. So we've done a lot of work on our own copy and messaging to really put it out there, like the types of clients we work with, the types of businesses we want to work with. The way that I um, started the Green Marketing Academy and still, I mean, we're working, we're still in really the starter stages of what I want to create here. Mm-hmm. is really making it an intentional certification. We have a certification that if you go through our cohort or our online course, you do what's called knowledge checks at the end of each section to make sure you're actually retaining it. And then you also have, we do a review of your sustainable marketing and action plan at the end, because it's really important to me that we don't just want you to pay us money and like, here's a badge to put on your website because that's can be its own form of greenwashing. We want yeah. to actually make sure that people are doing the work and making these really impactful changes. So I would say our process is working with clients, both on those that we work with on the studio side, or we're training and educating on the sustainable marketing side, and just making sure that they have a more thorough understanding of why they're making these changes and really bringing in the human element to all of this. Because at the end of the day, one of the pillars of our educational side is people, because the more unsustainable we are creating our marketing to be, the more effect that it has on human lives. I mean, you think about the underserved communities, they're the ones facing all these issues of landfill and plastics and pollution. So really bringing that into it, that it's not just, hey, yes, we want to keep the planet alive longer, but this is really affecting human lives. And it's a directly tied in with social justice too. So when I phrase it like that too, it's it goes beyond just, oh, let's try and you know digitize some of your materials. It really brings that like, who are we serving? Who are we um, trying to really help here long-term. Definitely. And I think just like how celebrities, you know, and the famous people and politicians, how they shape so much of our culture of, you know, what sunglasses are in or what, you know, where should we, you know, I know veganism has been getting really in, and that's a good thing that a lot of these celebrities are, you know, starting to be healthier and switch to, you know, more vegetarian focused meals just in that sense, I think businesses, you know, the marketing side of business is that communication and that trendsetter. So I think it's, you know, it's an important job that sometimes businesses overlook and they think, oh, it's just a means to an end. We just need to get clients, we need to get money through the door. So we're going to use marketing, but you're actually really creating like a ripple effect. I think Um, you really have to be careful with what you're sharing out there. Um, And it can get you sued. I mean, look at, you know, some of the stuff, you know, I think Kim Kardashian, you know, got sued for millions um, from the SEC, from some of her promotions, you know, some of that, you know, it has really big effect. Um, you really affect what people are, are buying and putting their money. So, and you mentioned the, you know, the human effect in people, which brings me to sort of, <laughs> I don't know if it's the opposite or the kind of the creepy end of that, but the AI world, which, you know, it's March, 2023. So AI is now 
fully introduced. I feel like it was like one day I was like, it's coming really soon. And then it's like, boom, yeah. it's <laughs> we can't get rid of it. Like there's no turning away. So, you know, I know marketing is such a space that from content creation to, and even from development, you know, fixes its own bugs, which is so freaky, <laughs> but sort of, you know, what are, you know, in your world and with your network, what are you looking at as sort of the biggest applications of AI to marketing and how can both marketers and companies start to adapt to these, this changing world? Yeah, you're so right about that, Kelly. I think it was, I went to a conference in San Diego for one of my clients in uh, February and all of a sudden, like in one day I heard the word chat GPT like six times and I was like, okay, I'll check it out when I have some time later. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not an AI expert. I'm just getting started like the rest of us on kind of dabbling in it, using it. I I'll start with the branding side of things and the copy side, because on in our studio side, we work with copywriters on every single project, because as you know, it's bringing out a brand's voice and what I've seen so far, and this may change by the time someone is listening to this because technology is so fast, (laughs) but AI is great. Like I used it um, a couple of weeks ago just to play around with, I was writing a blog post recap from an event that I attended. So I just put in there, write me a 1200 word blog on uh, sustainable or how to make your events more sustainable. Like, let's see how this does. And it hit like very generic points, but I mean, I still had to spend an hour or so going in, uh, making it sound more like, you know, not a human had written it. It did sound like that, but more of like my voice and um, adding in all the different sources and links and all that. So I think it, it has a role in making things more efficient, but from a sustainability standpoint too, it's like, yeah, maybe we are spending less time um, creating things from scratch and not reinventing the wheel every single time. But I don't know enough about it to really make too much of a a statement about how it's integrated into marketing. I would just say, yes, it's going to make things more efficient, but I also don't want it to dilute really powerful, important messages that brands would switch to just using that mechanism of communication rather than, you know, really fueling the passion behind really important global issues. So that's, that's my short, uh, short take on AI. I actually, for the, our next live cohort, I am going to dedicate a session to um, digging more into this and then talking to our uh, students about it. Yeah. I think it's really scary and important, you know, in the end, like we can't face away from it. And I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts on it and, and it's true that there's really no way to turn it off. Like at this point, yeah. it's here to stay. There's no way you're going to tell, you know, Microsoft or Google and all of these things mm-hmm. to shut it down. And if you do shut it down, what's keeping it from coming back online? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so freaky. There's going to be a movie about it someday soon where it just like, <laughs> takes over the world. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, and I always thought too, like side note, but um, like when you're a kid in school writing a paper, it's like, that just takes a place I don't know (laughs) I know I know I'm like I fear so much for our kids they're just gonna be such like robots (laughs) well it's like what was it um uh that's like plagiarism tool you could run a paper through um I forget what it's called 
uh but like how does that even work anymore <laughs> and it was like they've they've run tests and it was like 90 some percent um original content so it really is not copied from the website so yeah to be determined where we end up here they even do for podcasts there's ai that does like you you give your voice and then it'll replicate your voice oh my gosh that's terrifying <laughs> so is, is it even me here right now or but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah we've been using we have been using uh just final word on ai is a plugin through otter because i transcribe all our course content with otter okay and so it'll take meeting summary meeting notes so if you attach it to all your meetings it's actually been super efficient so you're not over here scrambling to write down all the action items it does that mm -hmm. all for you so i'm not like an affiliate of otter but like shout out to them and so <laughs> many others that have that capability now yeah definitely i think we kind of need to focus on the good take the good from it yeah and then move forward with that but yeah um so more taking it kind of a step more into the human side you know there's definitely a lot that you've got your hands in from the academy and that impactful work which i feel like you know, spreading like wildfire once you get more trainings. And then from the studio side where you, you know, really custom, you know, build every project. How are you able to maintain a balance um, through all of that, that different work and kind of where, where is your main focus right now? Sure. It's been um, an interesting journey, I would say over the past six months or so, especially because both sides of the business have gotten a lot more traction. You know, you, in the online space, you want things to just take off overnight, but it takes time to build a following and a community and tweak things. I did a beta launch of the course in late, I believe it was 2021, and here we are in 2023. So adapted it, added a lot more content to it since then. And I had a conversation with my business coach, I think it was early last year. And she's like, okay, like things are growing on both sides. You kind of, you have to pick one or the other. And I'm like, but I don't, I, I really do feel passionate pretty equally on both sides of the studio and the creative director side and on growing this side. So I had to make a decision and I've hired employees to help because, mm -hmm. and grown our external team. We work with um, a handful of contractors as well, but I'm going to, my plan is to keep growing the team because one of the things that I talk about within our course and content and just on a regular basis is it sustainability starts with you. You have to keep your own energy sustainable. I am no stranger to burnout. I have broken out in rashes. I have gotten sick in my corporate career from, you know, burning myself and making, um, or working for like 80 hours plus a week. And it's just not where you want to be. And you start to just resent what you're doing. And especially in this space, we're here to help people and just grow our impact. So, um, all that to say is I have plans to keep growing both sides of the business. Um, the green marketing Academy is, I would say more where my immediate focus is in just making sure that we're now back to in-person events. So we have our first one coming up and just really, um, seeing who we can work with, especially in this greater Seattle Metro area, because there's so many, we're in such a a tech hub here, uh, all of a sudden over the last 10 years or so, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it is a difficult balance. I, I won't lie. It's like, I constantly have ideas for both sides of the business. So I'm, I'm fortunate that we are in a position where we're able to hire help and keep growing the team. 
Definitely. And I feel like there's no limit to the, the number of people out there who are trying to switch into more of this impactful and sustainable careers. So I'm sure when you're looking for talent, that's almost something that's hard because there's such a large supply out there, you know, of talent, talented people. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, I want to wrap up here um, as I do with each episode, focusing on the positive, since I know sometimes in the climate hole, sometimes, <laughs> most times, nine times out of 10, it's quite doom and gloomy. So what is something that you are most excited about for the future of our planet? What kind of motivates you, gets you out of bed each day? What's your, your main drive? Sure. I'll share something that actually happened yesterday. I went to uh, in Seattle, there's a lot of different little incubators of sustainability startups uh, going on all the time. And we're part of an association with it's called Next Cycle Washington. They di- give different um, grants to businesses that are just kind of starting out. And we went to an event yesterday that was like a shark tank meets sustainability. It was super cool. All these different companies were pitching their ideas from creating like recycling robots that sort different um, materials and facilities and just do a much better job using AI. So there's that that, uh, (laughs) word again. And then from um, a small company that is partnering with all the Washington wineries on collecting their bottles and recirculating those just in the immediate area. So they, that they don't have to travel on trains to a different state and then be recycled there. So just making everything more efficient, sustainable fashion and recycling of textiles. So I just came home last night, just so lit up. And this happens every time I go to a very impact-driven focused event. Um, We're a 1% for the planet member too. And it always happens when I get together with those businesses and B Corps. But I think what gives me hope is there's just so many exciting things going on just outside of our own little general bubble that sometimes we feel very hopeless about to go and see all these other people that care just as much as you do about the future of our planet. That is what keeps me going and operating on a much higher frequency than just consuming all this, um, like the overshoot days, the overshoot dates and all this other really doom and gloom news that we're seeing. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's really important nowadays. Um, There's so much data out there, how lonely people are. And, you know, when you're getting out there and you're trying to find, you know, your your tribe and your people, I think it's really important to find those who do have that hope. And, you know, I think a prereq when you're building these companies is, is that hope. You have to believe in something that doesn't yet exist to be able to exist, you know, to build it yeah. um, from yeah, scratch. Definitely. So definitely I think that's really exciting. So for all of the listeners here, how can they learn more about Minty Made and the Green Marketing Academy? I'll add, you know, the links in there, but just let them know kind of the easiest way to learn more or or get in touch. Sure. So we're on uh, all social media platforms, more immediately LinkedIn, uh, Minty Made or the Green Marketing Academy there. Our websites are mintymade.com and thegreenmarketingacademy.com. We do a lot of events. We do workshops, virtual, in person, which is now really exciting because we're it's a bit safer to do that now, um, but we are starting to travel to train other companies and just put together really customized solutions because it's not a one one size fits all approach. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out directly to me as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about 
what we've talked about today. I love meeting new people who are very driven and um, doing the same type of work. Cool. Well, I'll include in the meeting notes, um, you'll find the URLs um, and the social handles to get in touch and can't wait to see where you guys are in the next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks All so right. much for having Thank me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Brand Saving the World is an original podcast and Ola Impact production. Our host is Kelly Rogan, and we appreciate all feedback and podcast ideas sent to the email hello at olaimpact.com.